Hi, and you're listening to Java with Jen with your host, Jenilee Samuel. for joining me here at Java with Jen. I have a guest with me who we had such a great time last week. We decided to do another episode. We just realized an hour and 20 minutes was not going to be good enough. So today we're going to dive into more specifically Kim Clement's prophecies. Dr. Charlie Jordan was the bassist for former Kim Clement. Uh, I say former because he passed in 2016. Um, But he just ran with him and ran with their ministry for quite a number of years and continues in his own ministry now. And so I wanted to pull him in because he's got a very personal perspective of a lot of these prophecies that many people throughout the church heard. And some of these have been fulfilled or have not been fulfilled or we're watching them be fulfilled right now. So I just thought it'd be a great topic to dig into. So Dr. Charlie, thank you for coming on again. Man, I'm so blessed and so honored to be with you again, man. We had such a wonderful time last time. So, so glad to do this again. Yes. So you just got off of a very busy weekend and week, it sounds like, from your travels. So tell us a little bit about what you did. I've been involved here now for the last, actually it started in 2020. Um, I've been going, Dr. Randy Clark's conference, he has, really, he has many conferences that he does throughout the year. But these two particular conferences, which he really looks forward to doing every year, is called the Voice of the Prophets Mm -hmm. and the Voice of the Apostles. Now, the Voice of the Prophets, they have that conference in the spring, Mm -hmm. and then the Voice of the Apostles they have in the fall. And so I've gone, I've done four of them so far, and it's it's been powerful. It's been absolutely phenomenal. So The last one we just did, which was last week, it was the voice of the prophets. And I was there with Steve Swanson. He's a worship leader, used to uh, be uh, uh, Patricia King's full-time worship leader. Very powerful, very anointed worship leader. And you know what? He reminds me of Kim because he's such a prolific keyboard player, but he is also very spontaneous. I mean, he 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 doesn't love to do the mon you know the mundane and I and I use that word loosely, but you know just the straight praise and worship you from one song to the next you know no when we feel the presence of God or the Spirit of God enter the room, we flow with that yeah. we go with the Spirit and man we had some powerful times and then uh, of course Julie Meyer. Uh, who is from the Mike Bickle camp when she was at International House of Prayer out of uh, Kansas City. Uh, She was there and she's written several iconic songs, two being Unto the Lamb and Alabaster Box. And we did both of those songs and man, the presence of God fell. As a matter of fact, we prayed uh, specifically for Australia. Mm. I mean, we had a powerful encounter with God an intercession over Australia, because as many people, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but man, Australia is still locked down. It's still craziness going on over there in Australia, but God is moving. God is definitely moving. And then I was in California. So I was there in the DC area for from Monday until Thursday, flew home for about 18, 20 hours. Then I was on a jet headed to Southern California. I was out in Orange County. Then I was with Dennis and De- uh, Dennis and Delora O'Brien. Uh, we have a ministry that we just simply call the Gathering. Mm. And what we are doing 
heard the prophetic utterance of God through Prophet Kim Clement. We're going from state to state, gathering people together to proclaim and, and uh, the word of God to open portals. Basically, to pierce the darkness, to strike Satan, just like the word says, I see Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And we're doing this in every state. And so far, we've done New York, we've done Florida, we've done Louisiana, and we just did Southern California. The next state we're going to is Pennsylvania, which is in July. We're going to be in Gettysburg. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's good. I want to actually explain a little bit since I don't know how many of my uh, listeners caught last week's episode. We covered a lot of foundational things in last week's episode, but I do want to kind of retouch some of those things for anyone who's fresh to... Um, to these episodes and to Dr. Charlie in this one. Um, okay, so when we talk about the prophetic, which we're gonna talk deeply about today, just to simplify for any of you that that's a new concept, the prophetic is simply hearing what God is saying, seeing what God is doing, following the, the movement and the guidance of his Holy Spirit and, and coming into alignment and agreement with that and releasing it into the earth through your words or through your prayer or through your musical instrument or whatever. And mm -hmm. so a lot of people, a lot of different denominations agree that God speaks to us, that God leads us, that God gives us direction. The Holy Spirit is our counselor. And so on that foundation is where we can come into agreement about the prophetic that God leads us, God speaks to us, God guides us. And that's mm -hmm. simply put really what the prophetic is about. But on closer look and those who are familiar with the prophetic, the prophetic is really the function of how we bring heaven into the earth through our words, through our alignment, through our prayers, releasing those things. Now we're going to discuss even more about Kim Clement, who was for anyone who doesn't know, was a prophet um, who had been functioning in prophetic ministry probably 40, 50 years, huh? Uh, yeah, he said, you know, ever since he was, uh, he came to the Lord when he was 17 years old. Okay. He did pass in 2016, which I had started kind of following him and, and listening to his prophecies and praying into his prophecies back in 2005. So 11 years of following his ministry. And then when he passed, it felt very personal. <laughs> like, yeah. this is not like we lost like a father of the faith, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so it, it really impacted the church in a very personal way. But I do believe that when fathers of the faith die and move on to heaven that yep. they leave their mantle behind and that others then pick it up and so for those who don't know how prophetic works when let's say kim released a prophecy that has not yet been fulfilled which there are probably many of them um, many. when the prophet dies those prophecies don't die with him we know that from scripture there's right. a lot of prophecies in the bible that are still being fulfilled now and and so the prophecies don't die but then our role as the church is we add our faith we add our voice we add our agreement and it's almost like when you have an instrument playing by itself but then other instruments join it becomes a bigger and bigger sound and more of an orchestra and, and it's very like it would stop anyone walking by because it's so big so mm -hmm. in the spirit as we add our voice to the prophetic decree then it makes it bigger and bigger and more resounding in the spirit and uh, anyway, so I just, I love that we can do that. I just love right. to add That's our beautiful. voice to prophecies that are lingering in the spirit and before the Lord. And so anyway, so that's what we want to do. Dig into these, these different prophecies. And um, now because Dr. Charlie was with him for so many years, he has some very firsthand uh, 
experience with a lot of these words. Just give a real quick uh, story about him. Kim came out of the music industry. He was unchurched. He had absolutely not a church bone in it. Mm. So, and uh, when he came to the Lord, he was radically saved. Jen, he was radically saved. He had just received and signed a deal to be um, the composer for a small, um, uh, I don't want to say a, a, a B-level movie, but it was a movie from Australia. And it wasn't B-level, but it, was, it wasn't a major release that they were going to do. And he just scored that gig, man, to be the composer, man. And, and so he was so excited. He was out celebrating that night. And, you know, he got stabbed. And, and, uh, and the knife was inches from his heart. And he, he was high on her, uh, heroin. You know, he, he, was, he, was, he was a druggie. And he, he went out into the street and he laid down in the street. And that's when he said, Jesus, if you're still walking the streets today, because he remembered when he was 12 years old, a Catholic priest came in the room and was trying to speak to him because he was in the hospital. He had had surgery and he told the priest, get out of here. I don't want any other. So the priest said, one day you're going to call on Jesus because Jesus is walking the streets today and you're going to be in the streets and you're going to call out to him. That Catholic priest had no idea that he was prophesying, no kidding. that he prophesied a word. And that's something God was speaking to me about today, generally, as I was preparing for our broadcast today and in prayer. God said this to me that every last one of us at, a, at an early point in our lives, God has reached out and he has touched us. He has opened our eyes or he has revealed himself to us, each and every one of us. Yeah. And because and, uh, God loves his children. If he's a loving father, just like I'm a loving father, your husband is a loving father. You know, he reaches out and he, he, he interchanges with his children. Mm -hmm. God does that with each and every one of us. So at some point in everyone's life, God has reached out. God has, has communicated in some form. So that's just, that's just a little side note. Okay. <laughs> and so, so uh, that, that happened to Kim at 12 years old. And he, I, I get out of here. Well, sure enough, he was stabbed, he was lying in the streets, exactly what that Catholic priest said. You're gonna be lying in the streets one day and you're gonna call, and Jesus is still walking the streets and you're gonna call out to him. Well, that's exactly what happened. Kim said, if you're still walking the streets today, come over and save me. And a gentleman came over, saw him lying in the streets, picked him up, took him to the hospital, led him to the Lord. Wow. And then, you know, and that's exactly what happened. And not many days after that, he was, uh, he was unchurched. He walked into a church, got a huge afro, and he was smoking a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> and pastor said, get out of here. You ain't supposed to be doing it. You need to cut your hair. So Kim's like, okay. So he did this. And in that same church, he, he wanted to get baptized. He got baptized. And when he came out of the water after they baptized, he was shouting because he heard God under the water. You are a prophet to the nations, and I'm going to send you to the United States, and you're going to prophesy to that nation. So Kim came out of the baptismal waters at a very conservative kind of religious church pastor. God just spoke to me. He says, I'm a prophet, and I'm going to go to America, and I'm going to prophesy to America. They started telling him, you're crazy. You need to shut up now. You need to learn. But he held on to that. Yeah. 
And that was the first time that he heard. And he never, never let that go. And of course, he became the very thing that God said he was. He was, he was brought and sent to America and he prophesied to this nation powerfully. Wow. And as anyone who's followed him or maybe has heard on YouTube, Kim Clement has had a, a resurrection on YouTube since 2020, yeah. it feels like, because yeah. he prophesied a lot of the things that are happening right now. And, mm -hmm. um, and so one thing he prophesied, let's dive into this first one. One thing he prophesied is that America, you will have two presidents. He saw something about two presidents. And we're kind of experiencing that. Some people might, depending on their political persuasion, would disagree, but we actually are seeing that. So Dr. Charlie, elaborate on that prophecy for us. We are, we are definitely seeing that. And, and, and there are several key words in this prophecy that proves the fact whether you want to, uh, whether, or, you know, it doesn't matter where you stand politically, whether you are, you know, you, you're a Democrat or Republican, it doesn't matter. See, because God is neither. Yeah. God is about his kingdom, okay? And so that's where I happen to be. I'm about God's kingdom. But the one thing that is so evident, that is so profound in this prophecy is when he does prophesy, he said, and they shall say, but now there is a second president. How can we have two presidents? An unusual thing is, and it says the spirit of the Lord. Why would it be? Here's, here's the key sentence. Why would it be that one with a double mind would stand up and face the people. So if anyone's listening to this right now and you happen to support number 46 and you deny the fact that he has cognitive challenges, I, I, I don't know what needs to happen to really get you to open your eyes because that's naturally, because you can see it naturally. But we know via the prophetic word that was spoken back in 2008, 2008. Now, before this man stepped into that office from 2008 to 2020, that's 12 years. That's 12 years. Wow. And there are prophecies even uh, from back then that shows about what God was showing us even then. We didn't have a clear understanding. I'm going to get that word out because I don't want to lose track of what I'm saying now. But uh, um, this was from April 1st, 2015. So remind me to, to continue with that because I want to stay on this two presidents prophecy. But that's the key sentence in that word that proves the fact that in 2008, God showed us that there would be one that would stand before the people with a double mind. Back then, we didn't have a clue what that meant. As a matter of fact, after that meeting, Kim and I and the team, we were sitting back in the pastor's office. And Kim was saying, hey, have this country ever had two presidents at one time? What does that mean? Mm -hmm. We was like, uh, no, you know, I mean, not active presidents, not someone sitting in the office. Those that have been presidents, okay, that are no longer in the office, they are still considered president. Like we said, President George Bush. We said President Barack Obama. We said President Jimmy Carter. They are not in office, but they are still alive. So they are referred to as president, but they are not the commander in chief. They are not the acting president. This word is clearly saying, clearly saying that one that would, there are two presidents and one will stand before you with a double mind. Now, there are speculation. I can't prove this. I don't know the political lingo and, 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 and all of the, you know, the, the politics behind this. 
and really all of the truth behind it. But there's something very interesting that number 45 still walks in and number 45 at times drops. He drops hints mm -hmm. as commander in chief. Yeah. The rumor has it that number 46 is not the commander in chief of the military, though he tried to present himself as commander in chief, but he's not. Mm -hmm. He's sitting in the executive branch, huh? And that being because of the stolen election. Yeah. So um, there's, there's so much. So that's another key word. But here's something else that's in that word. See, there's a lot that God spoke. I'm going to go back to the beginning of this word. Say, I feel the spirit of the Lord telling me to tell you there is a reason why for you to have joy at this time. Mm -hmm. For many said this is the worst time ever in America. Well, let's go back to April 4th, 2008. What was happening in 2008 or what had just happened? Obama came in office. Obama came in office. America was booming as far as being, oh, look what we've done. We've elected the first black president. Mm -hmm. Everybody was on a high. Now things was happening in the mortgage de uh, 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 department uh, because the mortgage was crashing, but we've yeah. always had different times where the economy was doing bad, the economy, you know. So in this word from 2008, God says, people are saying, this is the worst time ever in America. Not in 2008. This is clearly talking about this time that we're in now, because look what happened in 2020, 2021. Yeah. And now we're in 2022 and look at everything that is happening right now. They are brought this. This is going to get good today, everyone that's listening, because what what God showed us back in 2008 is proof to what's going on now. And it's proof to that proclamation that we got the number one proclamation that we got. Mm -hmm. You're somewhere in the future and you look much better than you look right now. That was more than just an individual word for us individually, but yeah. that was more so a corporate proclamation saying that God is going to thrust us into, he thrust us into a future that was bad mm. because when that word came and that proclamation came, that was back in 96, we were in Canada, Windsor, Canada. And, and, and that's when that word was birthed. Mm. The worst time ever in America, we are in the midst of that right now. So that's another key word that says God was showing us something from 2008. He was showing us a future where things were going to be real, real bad. Mm -hmm. Things are bad. The media is not reporting some things that needs to be reported. Mm -hmm. They want to keep you first and foremost in fear according to this pandemic. But as we can see, that is being removed. So there are other things that they're trying to focus in on. There's other things that they're trying to do, like this Supreme Court leak. Mm, yeah, that was clearly intentional. Yeah, that's clearly intentional. They're trying to read because, see, God is now exposing everything. So the, the, the whole two presidents thing is definitely talking about two presidents, two active uh, uh, active. Presidents, mm -hmm. and I believe without a doubt, this is me. Now, prophecy is still you see through a glass darkly. Yeah. But you see, like you and I, Jen, we pray a lot. And I don't go off of what I'm seeing naturally. Mm 
-hmm. I go off of what I am feeling and what I am sensing as far as insight and foresight. And this that is happening in this word from 2008, we can see that this is exactly what's going on. It also speaks about the corruption in the the pharmaceutical. You shall be exposed. We are beginning to see the the, the things that the pharmaceutical companies have done. Yeah. And they are beginning to be exposed. And then the final thing in this word is this. Fear not, says, says the Lord. I promised before that this is my nation and I will change things according to the time and the season. And I told you in spring, I will expose. Spring doesn't necessarily have to mean the, the, the seasonal time of spring. Mm-hmm. There's a reason, you know, what, what is the essence of spring? New beginning, right? New beginning, freshness. Okay, so I told you again, now in spring, I will expose and I will reveal things that has been hidden so that my nation can move into this next election, is the third key word, and to this next phase with victory, honor, and glory, says the Spirit of God. So this two presidents word is we are right in the middle of it. And I believe, without a doubt, the first one, of course, number 46, Joe Biden. Okay, he's the double mind. Who's the other president? Well, first and foremost, before God even says that, he says, I will show America how strong I am and prove myself in the political arena. I shall be your president, says the spirit of the living God. And then he says there will be two presidents. Wow. And I feel like... I feel like... I feel like the two presidents thing could be looked at from a couple different angles of... Biden is the mouthpiece, but Obama is behind the curtain, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, like Toto, you know, what's that was Wizard of Oz. Um, or it could be that Biden is the one that's the front man right now. It's keeping the appearance of him being president, though the election was stolen and Trump is the legitimate president. And so yeah. in that case, there's two presidents, you know, so I feel like it could even be seen a couple different ways. Yeah, it could be seen, uh, uh, you know, a couple of different ways. There's no doubt about it. But the one, but the <laughs> the common denominator is the one with the double mind. Yes. Yeah. That's and the that one. <laughs> That's pretty obvious. <laughs> okay. Very obvious. I love just the way that you pulled that apart and you pulled out pieces of that prophecy that I forgot about. Cause you know, we kind of hang on the one phrase we can remember, mm-hmm. whatever. but when you look closer and you guys, the reason why Dr. Charlie is able to look so closely at these is because you can actually pull up Kim's prophecies on his website. It's called the vault, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually houseofdestiny.org forward slash prophecy. You type that in, it, it takes you immediately to the vault and then you can just type in keywords. Like if you want to look up two presidents, you can type in two presidents in the search engine, and then that word will most likely come up. And so, and there's a plethora of words. There's a ton. There is. is. And there's a lot of clips that I have found on YouTube where they're pulling out video clips and even making like medleys almost of different words he's had that are pertinent to Trump or pertinent to America or, you know, whatever. And so- And Ukraine. Yes, exactly. So anyway, so if you guys wanted to dig into this a little more, Dr. Charlie regularly prints up Kim Clement's words and so that he can spend time praying them in his prayer time. And so that's part of why I wanted him to speak to these because he's 
a student of these prophetic words. <laughs> now, now remember I said I, I didn't want to forget this one particular word that is keyed in with the two presidents because this is very interesting because at the time we didn't understand this. Now this is after Kim had you know had prophesied several times about number forty five about Trump becoming the president. Okay. I mean when he you know when he you know uh, when he prophesied. There's a man by the name of Donald, and then there's a man by the name of Clark. Donald, you was just outside. You had the flag in your hand, and 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 you asked God this question: Shall I? Will I be president? God is saying you will be president. See, that was in 2013. Wow. This is how accurate this is. And then Clark, uh, um, people seem to think, and I'm, I'm leaning toward that way about 90 percent that Clay Clark. Yeah. It's the individual because Clay Clark invited me to one of his uh, conferences there in Canton, Ohio, back in February. Don A. Clement, and, well, Petruska and I, and I and 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 I met him and and uh, the general Michael Flint. Man, what what a cool guy! Awesome. What a cool guy! But anyway, um, all of these words were pertaining, but this word came April first, twenty fifteen. This is very interesting. This is what God said. Uh, this is what he showed Kim. I see a king falling. I see a king falling. Saudi Arabia, Yemen, Solomon. Lord, you're not pleased. The wall, listen to this. There is a wall being built that will not be completed mm. for a takeover is already planned. Oh, wow. Iran, you have uh, wicked plans. Your wickedness cannot be covered. I've seen you, says the Lord. I've already spoken about you. Now, when Eric Trump heard this word, when we were in Canton, Ohio, mm -hmm. Donald's son, when he heard this word, his eyes almost popped out of his head <laughs> because this is exactly what took place in 2020. Yeah. The wall wasn't completed. I see a king falling. The wall wasn't completed for a takeover already is planned. Man, you can't get more profound than that prophetically, yeah. especially now looking at it. Because, I, because in 2015, we had the word, mm -hmm. but we didn't have, we didn't know totally what that meant. Right. We didn't know what that meant. In 2015, uh, Trump number 45 president. wasn't speaking about building a wall. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. So the king falling, do you think that's in reference to Trump being ousted? I think it could be in reference to him. Uh, uh, but yeah, being removed the way he was removed. But he said Saudi Arabia, Yemen, Solomon. Mm. And so those words right there, that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at Saudi Arabia because, see, what people don't know is that, see, Saudi Arabia right now, they're back in the driver's seat along with Russia because of what is happening in Ukraine. Mm. Because see, when we became energy independent, Saudis were saying, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Mm. So they relied on the United States and they relied on the dollar of the United States to keep their currency or their oil productive, right? Mm. But now since number 46 have taken over, Saudi has cut a deal with Russia. All right. See, a lot of people don't know this. Yeah. Saudi has cut a deal with Russia. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
I see a king falling. I see a king falling. Saudi, Yemen, Solomon. So there are some things that's going to take place because there are other words pertaining to Putin and Russia yeah. that we're not talking about. Like, look, guys, we could, we could be days talking about the prophetic utterances of God. If you read throughout the scriptures, you know that several contemporary prophets of that day were saying the same thing, but then years later, another prophet would come along and we're talking several years later and begin to speak about the same uh, the same thing and extend on it. Mm. You know, so we have all of these words that God spoke through this prophet at different times of the year. Mm -hmm. Different times of uh, uh, within that decade. Mm -hmm. And now they're all kind of coming together. I, I, I like to look at it like this, Jen. Mm -hmm. Is it OK if I call you Jen? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, uh, I, like, I like to look at it like this. It's like a beautiful puzzle piece, like a 3,000 piece uh, a puzzle piece. And you know how difficult those are to put together. Yeah. yeah. But the pieces are slowly coming together and forming this beautiful tapestry of the promise of God and what he's doing in this end time. And it all points to the harvest, the harvest of souls, the harvest of us that have planted seeds of faith. We are beginning to reap those seeds of that harvest from the seeds that we have planted. So those that have planted bad seeds, and we're talking like different political people, even religious people, you are about to reap that the harvest from that seed that you planted. This is the times that we're in. And this puzzle piece, all of these things are coming together. Because let me tell you something, this is not the time of the great tribulation, but it's a, but it's a beautiful, beautiful trailer of prequel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Trailer, that's a good word for it. Yeah, well, trailer I, for this that's coming. Yeah, and given the puzzle analogy, I think there's been a dynamic that many people have felt. Um, I think the more prophetic that someone is, the more they've been able to see through what's been mm -hmm. going on in the nation. Right. Um, I know I've been, I've been prophesied about having an Issachar anointing. And so I think that many times I can sense like mm, things, things are really off. I can kind of see that things are out of whack. Um, but the people around me maybe can't, they can't recognize that it's off. And so then I, they think right. I'm a crazy person or those of us who have seen through all this stuff, we're like uh, called conspiracy theorists. But the reason why so much of this is built around political things and what's going on right now is for a few reasons. A, Kim Clement had a, just a mantle to prophesy to the nation and to the right. nation's direction and to the nation's. Um, so he just carried that on his life. And so there was kind of a flavor to his prophecies that were national and internationally minded. Um, but I find too that, oh, God is so good in that he knew that this was going to be such a tumultuous time that right. he deposited prophetic seeds, A, not only for what they would accomplish in the spirit in prayer and intercession, but also to give hope and to give clarity to us as we walk through this, like I can't even say how much I have clung to and 
and looked for a what the Lord is speaking to me in this time. And he's mm-hmm. spoke to me some very key things throughout this last couple of years. But I have drawn so much strength from listening to the prophets specifically in this time in 2020 right. to 2022, because it has brought hope and it has brought um <laughs> reassurance that the world is not going up in flames like there's a plan here you know and um so that married to the discernment of my own heart and the things that the spirit was speaking to me directly has kept me full of hope and full of strength in all of this but those that maybe haven't been listening to the prophets have just been listening to cnn or whatever even you know believers some of them are not picking up on what's going on and i'm like but, I, but there, there has to be some of us that can see that way when all is revealed, we can hold the hands of those who weren't seeing what was going on and we can offer them then strength in those, in, in those so revelations, good. you know? So I hope that made and, sense. No, man, that's beautiful. And I really love what you said about the Issachar, uh, you know, your Issachar statement, because uh, I don't know if you recall what you said at the very beginning, you started explaining about the prophetic nature and what what the prophetic is and, 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 and how we should see it and how we should receive it. It lines up perfectly with that anointing, the sons of Issachar, because they knew the times and seasons based on the prophetic word that was spoken. And so that's a beautiful analogy that you use because when you, you, okay, so, so when you go back and you listen to this, listen Uh to what you said, because it is so on point and so powerful. So I agree with you 1000%. Okay. So what would you looking at now? What's very current this week is that Roe v. Wade leak. We kind of Mm -hmm. that now that's never happened in history that I know of in American history, where there is a draft of where the Supreme court may be going with the case and that it's leaked. Like that's very unheard of now because Mm -hmm. of the, um, I, here's what I think is happening. I think the enemy knows he's losing ground. I think right. the enemy knows the Lord is closing in on him. The prayers of the righteous are being heard and God is exacting his plan. And the enemy's right. freaking out. And the enemy being a master manipulator is trying to give people the heads up to create enough turmoil because the draft is just an opinion, but it's not the final decision. And right. so there's still time that the Supreme Court could shift in another direction. However, and I think that's what the enemy is trying to persuade, is trying to persuade the people to react so that it shifts. Um, I mean, like when that draft came out, I was like, there's no way that was an accident. Someone planted that on purpose because oh, of yeah. how, how oh, delicate yeah. it is, how pivotal it is. So are there any prophecies that Kim had about Roe v. Wade being overturned? Well, there, uh, there are prophecies about abortion and how God felt. Mm-hmm. When you look when you look at the language and the vernacular of the prophetic that you know that God spoke, yes, it it says very clearly, mm-hmm. you know that that God has had enough. I have, man, we have like like I said, there are many words that are associated with this. Let me just read a few. Is that okay? Let me just read a few. Um, this is from 2006. This is what God said. We were in, of course, the Pacific Northwest again. Let them speak of the earthquakes and let them speak of the tsunamis. Let them speak of the removal of this state. Okay. Cause we were up in, uh, we were in Oregon at the time, mm-hmm. but God said, I will intervene and your children shall be raised up at, as the voices, which will speak to the mountains of the media and to the rivers that have been polluted by the blood of 
abortion. God says, I will cleanse the water with the staff of righteousness. The staff of the prophets shall strike the water and it shall be cleansed of the blood that has been taken, says the spirit of the living God. So listen to that vernacular about abortion, about the blood that was spilled in basically into the water. Okay. The water speaks of God's word. Okay. It speaks of his word. And his word is prevalent in this land. Mm. Spirit of God says this year, I am dedicated to the child, mm. to the children of this nation and to the children of this earth, because it is now time for retribution. It is time for me to repay for the many who have been taken out legally by abortion. I'm going to repay. I will raise up a double portion and a double sound in your children for the gifts that previously gen that previous generations had are nothing compared to what I'm about to do through your children. Have you noticed today that the 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 double portion upon our kids, even naturally, yeah. musically, mm -hmm. uh, um, intellectually? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's it's, it's something to behold, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's something to behold. This was back in 2007 when God said this. So the spirit of God says, look at them. These are but a few compared to what I'm going to do. I will not only baptize them with a, with a spirit at an early age, but I would do it in the schools. I would do it in preschools. They will have no choice because my spirit has been waiting for a moment to repay for that which they have done to the children of this generation. Therefore rejoice for tonight is the beginning of something that shall continue and continue and grow. Children will gather together and they will hear the voice of the prophet and they themselves will prophesy. God says the powers of hell will not be able to stand the sound of a child. Wow. Why do you think he's raising his head now to even now to implement infanticide, if I said that right? Mm -hmm. Infanticide, I think I said it right. Yes. Where they want to kill a baby out of the womb. I remember uh, since this has happened with the, you know, with the leak of the Supreme Court, uh, I have liberal friends. I have a lot of liberal friends on my Facebook page and YouTube channel. And one in particular from California, this, this, this lady actually was very upset about the leak and she was proudful of, of what the stance that California is making. As far as I'm concerned, it's a woman's choice to do whatever she wants to do with her body. We should not tell a woman what she should do with her body. So you know what, I almost commented, but the spirit of God told me, no, wait. <laughs> I'm dealing with these people because God is dealing with them right now. God told me, he said, wait, for I am dealing wow. with the spirit. Wow. It is okay. And then here's another one. Huntsville, 2008. Who would command the taking of the future? Who would command the taking of the future? God says, this is my will, the will of life, whether in the womb or outside of the womb. It is my will for life. And God says, I will change, here it is, I will change the laws because of some of the acts that I will do. But this stench demands my return to bring life in a double portion upon the children of this generation, says the Lord. That was from 2008. Here we go again. 
of God saying enough of Roe v. Wade. He didn't use the term Roe v. Wade, but in this word from 2008, God says it's a stench and I will change this law. Wow. Amen. Man, when God's like, I'm going to get my hands on it, <laughs> just wait, you're in for a ride. Right. Wow. That's amazing. Well, I personally, I, I just feel in my, in my spirit that this Roe v. Wade, now the Lord told me at the beginning of the year, he said the first six months of, because I asked the Lord, I was like, Lord, what are we in for this year? And he said, the first six months of the year are going to be hard, but the last six months are going to be good. And he didn't say they'd be perfect or, you know, like whatever. He just said they're going to be good. So I, I really have seen that, especially since Easter, like you said, there's been the acceleration of things unfolding right. and unraveling and being exposed has really mm -hmm. accelerated. But I really believe that when Roe v. Wade is overturned, now granted, it still puts it in the hands of the states. So it's not the end of abortion, but it does make it where the people have more of a say mm -hmm. as to what happens because now it's in the hand of the states. Um, but I do believe that when that is broken on a national level, that there is going to be such a, um, a release in the spirit that we will feel it, that there will be a refreshment, that there will be like, I heard someone else say, like, you'll feel the breaking of the curse. And I have, I have experienced, I think three times now where I've just been driving down the road or walking somewhere. And suddenly it's like, I'm living in the future. And I can feel the spiritual climate of the nation. And it mm -hmm. is like comparable emotionally to like when I was a kid and it was a summer day and the birds were chirping and I was running barefoot through the grass and the yeah. wind was blowing and you're just carefree and there's life is good. It just, the climate of the nation felt like that. And I knew the Lord was giving me a glimpse into what's coming. And I was like, what is going to happen for that to be the reality? And I felt like that would be the reality as our nation moves into revival. And some of these things that have been a curse over our nation are broken. And I think this Roe v. Wade is pivotal. Like it is, we're at the threshold of some major shifting in our nation historically. And that's going to affect us for generations. Like I'm so excited. Well, well, I'm so glad you said all that because you're very prophetic and that's exactly what God is doing. Because see, God began to speak to me several weeks ago about Mount Carmel and a Mount Carmel confrontation that is coming. Mm -hmm. And what's so interesting is Donna, Kim's daughter, who, who clearly carries the mantle of leadership for that ministry. Clearly, mm -hmm. she's the one that should be really, truly leading House of Destiny wow. because she carries the mantle of leadership. It's been passed down upon her. Wow. And, and, uh, but we don't speak to each other. The last time I spoke with Donna was February, uh, February when we went to Canton, Ohio. Mm -hmm. I haven't spoken to her since. We, we, and, and God has, has mandated that. Mm -hmm. We don't contact each other. And we find that the things that we do on House of Destiny's page, whether it's Facebook or whether it's their website, that it mirrors because we don't speak. Right. I begin to have this encounter with God and God says, speak about and release the faith for the Mount Carmel confrontation that took place with Elijah back in the day with the prophets of Baal. We are returning to that. There will be a Mount Carmel confrontation yeah. because what people don't really realize that the minute that Roe v. Wade was passed and made legal, Baal worship became the worship in this nation wow. because that's what bell worship is, the killing of babies. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. People don't connect those dots. They don't realize like why. They really don't. They really don't. And and that's that's what's been going on in this country. And that's why God says it's a stench and he's had enough. But here's what's interesting. Now, we, we, we and I spoke about Mount Carmel, but before I go to Mount Carmel, let's deal with the pro. Let's deal with the uh, Supreme Court, what God has been saying about the Supreme Court and about the things that are taking place, because now attention is on the Supreme Court. But God was showing us in 2010 what was going to take place with the Supreme Court and how he's going to come up on the Supreme Court and bring righteousness in. April 16, 2010, Nashville, Tennessee. And God says, even your Supreme Court shall be shaken. Mm-hmm. Five years from now, one death, another death, and there shall be fear that shall grip this nation. Now, that word powerfully manifested because in 2015, Justice Scalia was murdered. They say he died. I believe this man was murdered. This man was murdered. That was five years from the date of 2010. Okay. And then the word says another death. Well, four years after that in 2019, who died? Justice Ginsburg. Yeah. So here we have a fulfillment of this word. God says, even your Supreme Court shall be shaken five years from now, one death and then another death. There shall be fear that shall grip the nation. I will save you from the despair of assassination. I will give you, I will give to you the honor of seeing how a man can humble himself. A man of an African nation, they shall say, this is confusing us. This is the part of the word that I'm watching now that I'm really praying about. Who is this African man? It's an African-American, but it did say African man. Hmm. humble himself. Now let's go to 2014, February 22nd. Highly embarrassing moments. Watch how I change everything for there shall be those who are in justice. There are those who are in a strong position. I'm just now hearing this now. In In the highest court in the land, the Supreme Court, two shall step down for the embarrassment of what shall take place. For I wish the place in the highest court in the land righteousness and they shall attempt to put others in to endeavor to reach their endeavors but god says hear me tonight hear me today i have this whole thing planned out according to my will for it is now time for me to restore the fortunes of zion the fortunes to those that had it once you are going to get it back this is my promise says the Lord of hosts, the fortunes of Zion is just not talking materially, but it's talking about the things that they have stolen. And especially I'm going to prophesy now to women that their uh, uh, babies were stolen from their womb because of this ugly law that wasn't supposed to be in existence, that that which was taken from them is going to be returned unto them in the form of a double portion, and they shall give birth to fortunes of Zion. They shall give birth to those that were ushering in such a powerful, powerful move of God. For God is going to move and this harvest is going to be great. And when Jesus returns, he's coming for a complete bride. He's coming for a beautiful, 
bride, without spot or blemish, without wrinkle, with no leaven. He's coming for a bride that he deserves. And so here we are now. We're seeing all of this that is taking place. All of this that is taking place. First, the two justices, they die. But then he says there will be two that will step down because of an embarrassing moment. Like you just said at the beginning of this, we're talking about this. This leak has never happened before. This is unprecedented. This shouldn't have ever happened. And the reason why it was leaked so that the pressure could be put up on these justices to flip because they have pretty much made up their mind. Matter of fact, I'm not going to say pretty much. They have made up their minds. Roe v. Wade is coming to an end because it's very unconstitutional. Yeah, okay, true. very unconstitutional. And uh, and then the Mount Carmel uh, aspect of it is we know what took place mm -hmm. on Mount Carmel. Let me say this real quick and then we can move on. All right, on Mount Carmel, Elijah, God has said, okay, enough. It's time for my people to know that I am God. So he called what? He called Israel up and he called the prophets of Baal, which was 850 of them. There was the prophets of Baal, 400, I think it was 400 or maybe 450 prophets of Baal. And then there was 400 prophets of Asher, Asher which is the female version of it. And uh, so they were all there. And then he called up Israel, the people of Israel. That represents the church. That's a type and shadow of the body. Okay. Okay. Of church, of the church. He called them up and he asked them a question. How long will you falter between two opinions? Mm. For if Baal be God, serve him. But if God be God, serve him. And I'm going to show you who is God today. And I believe now that we are entering a Mount Carmel confrontation because when this was leaked, you see all the hell and everything that is breaking out. The left, the progressive have lost their ever-loving mind. They're freaking out. They're saying crazy things because it is. They're freaking out. Well, yeah. if you know anything about the Mount Carmel confrontation, when God, when, 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 when Elijah said, okay, prophets, call forth Baal, they went nuts. Yeah. And they were doing it all day, cutting themselves. Study Baal worship. I know you have, but I'm, 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 I'm speaking to the listeners. Mm -hmm. Study Baal worship. Find out what bell worship, in, in, you know, was all about. Yeah, yeah. Sexual immorality, the practice of prostitution, yeah. cutting themselves, doing all kinds of immoral stuff. And finally, the sacrifice of babies. Mm -hmm. They did that for about 12. They went crazy. They went crazy, man. They did all kinds of stuff to yeah. the point where Elijah started making fun of them. Yeah, yeah. It's if when we look back through history, for my listener, you guys realize like so many of the things that are coming to surface that are appalling to us have been done throughout history. Um, and, but the, the unfortunate side is the nations that do that, the Lord deals with them. Well, it's fortunate yeah. really, but it's unfortunate for them. The Lord deals yeah. with them. And so there is nothing new under the sun, but we have the privilege of living in this time where things are coming to a culmination and justice is being established because God will only tarry for so long. He'll only okay. be patient for so long. So um, right. Okay. So we apparently, apparently Zoom has changed their rules and everybody only gets a 40 minute session. So we are at the end of our time. However, 
Um, we How much time we have? About two minutes? Two minutes, yeah. And so how about this? If we, I don't know about your time, Mr. Charlie, I don't want to take too much of your day, but if you wanted to get through the rest of these questions, we can just go on to another one and wrap it yes, in 30 minutes. Because okay. I definitely want to answer the Whitney Houston and the Big E. I definitely want to get to that. Big E. Okay. Yes. So we're going to do a part two. So you guys, we're going to skip the life hacks today because I want to just use the full episode time to cover this stuff. This is so good. Um, there's so much richness here. And so share this out with friends and Dr. Charlie, thank you for being here. And we're going to jump right onto another one. So you guys stay tuned because I'm going to give you a week to process this. And then the next episode is going to come up the following week because I, it's so rich. I don't want us to skim over it too quickly. I want it, us to be able to savor it. So um, Dr. Charlie, thank you for your time. And thank you for being willing to wrap this in a part two as well. So you guys don't go anywhere. Uh, and then you can catch the next episode next week. In the meantime, go back and listen to last week's episode with Dr. Charlie. If you didn't catch it, we get into prophetic prayer and how you can take prophecy into your prayer life and see your prayers really take off. But Dr. Charlie, we're going to jump right back in. Thank you for this first episode. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. For those of you who've rated or shared this podcast on social media, thank you. Reading your comments and reviews always means so much to me. Listen, let's stay connected. Come follow me on Instagram at Java with Jen, where you can follow the latest and say, Hey, it's a really great way to stay in touch. Many of you have also asked how you can support the show. You can make donations through the Anchor app or on Patreon. Or, of course, by sharing, rating, and reviewing on social media and iTunes as well. Your heartfelt feedback always reminds me why I do this. Until next time, remember, you will fulfill your greatest destiny one day at a time.